You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Liverpool drop all three points at Leicester City to extend their winless streak to three matches. Chelsea draw with Brighton thanks to Danny Welbeck's stoppage time equaliser. Manchester City extend their lead at the top with a win over Brentford. Manchester United jump to sixth place with their victory over Burnley. And Tottenham settle for a draw with Southampton after their visit to St Mary's. All that coming up in today's episode. OK, my friends, as well, just before we get going on, on today's podcast, lots of great stories to get into. But before we begin, we've been getting lots of questions about the future of NBCSN in the Premier League. And I think it's just mm. time make for us to, to clear things up for people. So, yes, the channel NBCSN aired the final Premier League today. But Rebecca, Tim, Danny, Arlo, Lee, Graham and both of the two Robbies, we aren't going anywhere. No need to fear, we'll be at the same shows covering the same league, just a different location, a different place now. So mm. we're going to continue all the analyses of every single Premier League match on USA, NBC and Peacock. So USA is now the new destination instead of NBCSN. So RIP NBCSN. Hello, USA. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's quite remarkable, isn't it? People think that the show's going away. Same <laughs> yeah. studio, same, mm. pe- same people. It's just a yeah. different channel. So get your get your USA. I've done it on my uh, on my TV lineup. I've got it much cl- closer to the top now. USA. I can see when the games are going to be on. So it's USA, NBC. Are those twelve thirties Eastern time on a Saturday, and then Peacock. So that's where you. Yeah. And I believe more gonna... people have USA actually, Rob, than NBCSN. <clears throat> so hopefully more people will be able to to enjoy this great league that we have. And and should we kick Absolutely. off with the football? Because uh, it's, yeah, it. it's been a, been a fascinating midweek. I know there's been lots of talk about fitness and COVID and games being on, but all the games have given us something. Starting at the KP uh, this week, Leicester City uh, hosting Liverpool. It was Liverpool team and good Nick. Leicester City team that conceded a lot of goals and there was a bit of criticism coming for Brendan Rodgers and his team. Um, And I can remember before the game, Rob, actually, we talked about tactics of how the game might go. We looked at Brendan Rodgers' team with a 4-4-2 diamond Madison at the top of the diamond, Ianacho and Vardy mm. up front. And we talked yeah. about this as a Leicester team that can cause Liverpool problem with that high back line. Um, and so it proved in the end, it, it was a frustrating day for Liverpool. Uh, didn't score from a penalty kick that you expect. Didn't score any of the chances they created. And uh, Leicester, through Luckman, get the goal, get the three points. And on the balance of play, the play I thought Rob showed... A fight and a spirit, and and in the end, with Brendan Rodgers making good subs, they they got their reward. They did, and uh, fair play, fair play to Leicester and Brendan Rodgers. Give me a little bit of stick recently, mm. and I said that I wanted to see this team. I couldn't remember really many times where I'd seen the fight and roll up the sleeves. I mean, it always helps Rob when you score the first goal. The first goal yeah. in this game yeah. was always going to be critical. Imagine if Liverpool had taken the penalty, hmm. you know, fairly early on, wasn't it? Uh, 16th minute. 16th, yeah. Then, then then, Leicester City players, it's the whole thing's different. But they didn't score. They get a bit of fortune with Salah hitting onto the crossbar. And, you know, you look at Leicester's lineup. It's it's a thrown-together yeah. lineup. It really, really is, you know, in midfield as well as uh, the back four, which has been many talked about. So many injured defenders there. Dewsbury Hall is a very interesting one, Rob. Certainly yeah. a young player to keep our eyes on. I thought he was excellent. The left side of that diamond for Leicester City was involved in the goal. <clears throat> well, interesting. Uh, not not uh, young, young Rob either. You know, not no, 19, 20 young. I think he's like 23. Been in the academy mm. a long time. Sort of played under 23s. Usually at that stage at a club, if you haven't sort of broke in by then, you're probably thinking loan or maybe dropping to the championship. But it's interesting that you say he's, I think he's, he's played like the last four or five games now, left side, mm. and certainly had an influence on the game. You're right, he's one of those that's sort of gone under the radar a little bit, but I think he's starting to catch your eye now. The goalkeeper for Leicester City, Rob, do we, uh, we have underappreciated and 
very close to getting mine this uh, midweek set of fixtures. Kashmir Smykal, well, how how in terms of the pecking order, the Premier League yeah. goalkeepers, I yeah. think he's pretty. He's not far off the top. He's a few down, but not far off. Top six, top six, and. Um... There's, there's been times this season I've almost thought, Casper, just get in your goal and do your job. Stop getting involved with referees and incidents mm. and players. Um, but he's the captain of the football club. I thought he did a brilliant interview after the game where he talked about the work that the football club do, how hard it is to be Leicester, to keep fighting with, with the big boys and hanging in there. And it's something we probably gloss over a little bit. I mean, to be part of the top four, top five have they been over the last couple of seasons with a squad that's not as, as in-depth. Uh, yes, they've got quality. Yes, they've got potential players, but they're, they're, they're not quite at the levels of you, your Liverpools and your Man Cities and even to Chelsea's to a certain degree. Mm. And um, I just thought, yeah, you're right. He, he is underappreciated because in, in a league where you, you need to have a goalkeeper who's got a bit of spirit about him, who... who We'll make good saves for you. We'll, we'll, we'll come big in, in big moments. I mean, he did with, with the save that, that comes from Salah, considering what, 3-3 last week in the League Cup. He doesn't get near any of the penalties that go up, puts him out of the League Cup competition. Uh, you're right. He deserves a little bit of credit. And, and him and his teammates, as he say, was a makeshift team, I thought came out of it with, that's better, Brendan. That's what you and your team can do. Mm. Okay, switching to Liverpool, Rob. I'm going to ask you, a, a, you know, a question straight away. Was it all about the missed chances that Liverpool squandered? Sadio Mane going through the yeah. 55th minute or 56th minute, yeah, and really, really should score yeah. there. Obviously, the missed penalty. Mm-hmm. Is it just one of those days for the front players where they had an off day, or is there more of a concern that Jurgen Klopp might have with this team? It's interesting, Rob, because Jurgen Klopp was very honest, very transparent and talked about how disappointed that Liverpool were and that Leicester deserved to win. Mm. I, think the, the, I think the goal opportunities make a difference, as you say, where they go one nil up with the Salah. And do you know the other thing? I, I, I watch the game back, as you often do, and, and, and look at a few highlights and things just to, to get your eye. Do you know the Mane miss, Rob, in, in yeah. many ways, was very similar to the um, Luckman goal. Very similar in that when he gets through and he gets to the side, and, and, and Mane was a little bit more central, probably it's a easier, little bit Rob. more time. It's, easier, it's, an easy, it? it's an easier finish than Luckman's finish. Yeah, Luckman comes inside on the right-hand side. He's under a bit of pressure. He hits an early shot that, that beats a goalkeeper, finds the back net. And, and there was a difference. If, if you got the sense, if Liverpool went 1-0 up, their confidence, their ball possession, their intensity would probably have got a second, but certainly would have hung on. Um, mm. but, but they didn't get the goal. And, and that's unlike them. It was it 50 this season. You know, Mo Salah misses a penalty. We don't expect that. So the Armane's form's not been great in front of goal. I think that's nine and eight mm. for him. No, now, yeah, um, yeah. Nine from, from, yeah. from that position. Uh, it was a day when Jota just couldn't quite get, you know, had one or two headers, one or two opportunities. Goalkeeper in good form. The yeah. goals were the, were, were the difference when you've had 50 of them, Rob, before now and you don't get one against a, a, a Leicester team. That, that makes it difficult for them. I th- we know they, we've got, they've got great forwards, Liverpool. Yeah. Great forwards on the bench as well. And, you know, groups of players will have off days. Should this have been nil-nil? Uh, is there still a vulnerability about Liverpool defensively mm. that I still think when I watch their games, I think it's been brilliant watching them going forward, you know, etc., etc., etc. It's just when you watch them, when the ball turns over, you still, they don't seem as secure as they should be. Now, again, Trent Alexander-Arnold last year had a really bad period where, mm-hmm. you know, if you actually went back, which I did, I looked at a lot of goals Liverpool conceded. They were down his side. Now, yeah. since then, he's got a lot, lot better for in terms of the tracking, in terms of defending. His, his passing game is back to a very high level. But he did get caught out again, Rob. Now, maybe yeah. at this moment in the game, he was tired, maybe made a run or something. He couldn't match. Adam, or did He didn't. I know whether he couldn't or he wouldn't. He yeah. didn't match yeah. the run yeah. of Adamola Lookman. Yeah. And that's where the goal came from. Matip's yeah. got to come out and there was space there. Just the vulnerability of Liverpool, Rob, mm. in, you know, yeah. in terms of a title challenge and, and being at their best. Are they still a little bit down defensively? And if so, what, what's the parts that, that needs improving? Well, well, the goals, Robert, uh, have been outstanding. Maybe there's been a tilt to the goals that does make them a little bit more vulnerable. Certainly, there was a period when they were conceding more. 
I don't think we should we should go overboard on, on the mm. defence. It was one goal. They still defended quite well. Um, it's interesting. So I've, I've I've got a thought on both the four backs. I think Andrew Robertson not being there with the amount of ball they have down the left hand side of the pitch is a loss. I think Andrew yeah, Robertson's yeah. delivery into the box and his ability to create things from that left side when he's not there is a bit of a miss, as well as Simicass has done, as well as others have done. I don't think at times Robertson probably is appreciated enough because of what Trent does, but I thought yeah. that was a loss on the left-hand side. They had a lot of play down the left-hand side, and Simicass was taking an extra just touch. And he, yeah, it didn't really come into something. Where yeah. that's Robinson, I kind of think he puts a ball in for Jota or did something. So... That's my one point. My, my Trent situation, Rob, and I was thinking about this again, watch a game back, and I looked at Trent a couple of times, and do you know what I thought? And I've got to tell you, I've been there, done it myself, you probably have as a midfield player. Once or twice, somebody's left me in, in midfield, and I've almost gone, ah, oh, it'd be okay. Somebody else will it'd, get him. It'd be okay. Someone else will get him. It's a nil-nil game. Nobody's going to score today. And you kind of lull yourself into security like it'd be all right. And it's only after the game or when you're lying at home, bed at night, you go, that's me. I haven't done my job. I should have yeah. followed him. But if you've mm-hmm. done it for, sometimes you do it for 60 minutes, Rob, and one, somebody runs past you and you take a big deep breath and you go, yeah. ah, it'll be okay. Somebody else will take him. I just felt Trent had one of them moments. Because if you watch him, he starts to run and then he just drops down as if like, meh, meh, yeah, you know. Yeah, so I just... It's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I mean, in, in an ideal world, and it's easy for us, Rob. It's yeah, easy for yeah. us to have a million replays, and we like, sit in the studio and we're like, okay, how did that happen? Oh, yeah. there you go. Oh, you know, he's at fault. Let's highlight him. And we've been there, so we know it, it's not that easy. But no. that kind of the reason that the goal was scored. So it's yeah. our job to point that stuff out. Absolutely. I think you're right. I mean, where he left him, Rob, isn't far from the halfway line. Yeah. He's probably yeah. thought, well, there's somebody mm. else. I think Stephen Gerrard. Um, Stephen Gerrard. Uh, Jordan Henderson was kind of close. Yeah. He didn't make the run. And then, of course, Lookman's, you know, making a run in a dangerous spot. Anyway, it's just something to keep an eye on Liverpool in terms of they, if they want to keep keep up there with City and be in a position to pounce. If Man City have a, have a period of, of poor results or whatever, it doesn't look particularly, um, we're going to go and talk about them. Um, but yeah, I just, it's just how much a concern the defensive side is. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's just a one-off. Trent's let him go. Defensive, the numbers aren't too bad. I think they're the third. Yeah. In terms yeah. of the top three, they've conceded yeah. a few more. But um, no, good, fair play to Leicester City. Good night for mm. them at home under yeah. the lights. Never underestimate the power of any Premier League team on an evening game against the big boys. You can't. You just can't. Whether it's Brentford, whether it's whoever it is, yeah. it, it's a, it's a very it's a, another difficult game for Liverpool it's a, at this it's time. An energizer, isn't it? Night game under the lights with your fans is an energizer. Used to love yeah. them. Best games you play, year, aren't they? This time of year, it's cut, yeah, cut, cold in the air, mm. bit of dampness, you can tackle, slide tackling. Yeah, so well done, Leicester. Good result for yeah. them. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let's move it on to, uh, which is becoming a bit of a story of the week, Chelsea 1, Brighton 1. Let's talk about the game first, Rob, and then we'll get into all the other things that that have seemed surrounded this game and, and sort of put it to our forefront. First of all, Rob, let, 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 let my overview of, of, of the game, what I saw, and again, what's um, a, a good portion of it. Brighton were worthy of a, of a point, Rob, mm. at the end of the day. I mean, had more possession, had more shots of finding the balance, you know, with the Danny Welbeck in, there's maybe a little bit more physical threat. Um, you know, Chelsea may feel they're unlucky with one or two incidents, but on the, the balance of the football played, it was about the right result. Yeah, I mean... Again, these games going on at the same time, weren't they? And so mm-hmm. your eyes on on a different couple yeah. of matches. When my eye was on this game, Brighton were were, were dictating the play, had good possession. Just Chelsea have, have looked as rattled as I've seen them defensively. Just defensively look a little mm-hmm. shaky. It's nowhere near as secure and as confident as they once were defensively back there. And yeah, you can look at the refereeing decisions and the, the Pulisic thing where it looks like a foul. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, for that, me it's a foul. Yeah, it looks a foul. I think it's a foul. Um, yeah. 
And then, of course, you know, the Reese James injury looks like he's going to be out for a long... It looks a, a nice yeah, one for Reese James. Be, we know that Christensen's yeah. back injury. We get the moaning from the manager afterwards about, this is what I'm talking about. My players are exhausted. They're either recovering from COVID, they either have COVID, they've got injuries, or they're recovering from injuries and are having to play them. I looked at their bench. I mean, it was a pretty yeah, stacked bench. Yeah. But, I, I, but maybe the some of these guys have, you know, well, are just there... And can't really do much because they've got I've something. Done, I do the same, Rob. I mean, I, I looked again, just having a thought about the game. Okay, I said, okay, they got injuries. The bench was Kepering, obviously his yeah. goalkeeper. Alonso, Chalobah, Saw, Kante, Sal Miguel, Barkley, Ziyech, Havertz. Yeah. That's the bench. I mean, I know, again, some might not be ready, some might not be thinking. Right. But, well, you know, of numbers of people sitting on your bench. And it, and it sort of draws me to Rob and... I want your opinion. I don't. I don't want to be uh, in any way sort of governed by me. Where are we with Thomas Tuchel and where he's at in leading this football club? Because he's done a brilliant job to this point. Where are you over the last week or so of his management and what we're seeing? Well, I, I've really, really enjoyed it being in the Premier League, Rob. And I think the team, the way the team developed from immediately, immediately making the impact's great. I, I haven't enjoyed the last couple two or three weeks Rob I haven't enjoyed seeing him like blow his top on many occasions now I want to make sure I put this over I I do understand the frustrations Rob of of Tuchel and of all the managers that have complained about the amount of games over this period of time because I mean they moan moan mostly anyway you know particularly the 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 ones coming out of the Bundesliga that have used to a month-long break and and uh, only one cup you know etc 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 and COVID, of course, has made it harder. But, you know, Rebecca asked us on the show, I think yesterday, does that kind of negativity from your manager go into yeah. the dressing room? Yeah. And I yeah. think it does a little bit, Rob. I think players always naturally look for an excuse. You know, McGaffer's right. You know, I'm meant to play. You know, I haven't, I've been injured for three weeks. I've got to get back and play all the game. I don't feel great. I'm recovering from COVID. I've got to play. So I don't think it's helping the team, Rob, even though... I, I understand his issues. Other managers have been also as, as uh, strong about it. And I think yeah. the, the situation that, that, and I think I agree with, I think it was Ralph Radnick talking about the only league that has two cup competitions, yeah. doesn't yeah. have a break, plays all the games, yeah. and we don't yeah. have five three subs. subs. Yeah, three subs, yeah. I get that. But mm. also, by the way, Robert, just throw it back to you on this one. I'm not sure whether you can just, in mid-season jump to no, changing no, five no. subs because it's not I mean it makes the integrity of the league and for teams that might have had a result if they had an extra couple of subs back in the season yeah. I don't think you can do that the league got caught out there and didn't expect this this huge new wave yeah. and wanted to get back to three which I think most people time for yeah let's get back to three subs and then I think when you're in it I don't think you can just change it I might be wrong but I yeah. think there will be a problem if they change to five mid-season yeah, you're probably right on that one. And obviously, we didn't all know what this COVID and the variant and what it's mm. done. Um, I'm a bit with you, and, and, and I, I have sympathy for the managers. I have sympathy for the health and fitness and, and welfare that we're talking about with the players. I even, Rob, to a certain degree, I heard David Moyes talking about it the other day, and, it, and he said, you know, as a West Ham manager, and I've been in the league, Christmas comes, blah, blah, blah. He said, maybe I'm just a bit more hardened to it or used to it. He said, people yeah. coming into our league. But but the thing I would say what I, where I disagree with Tuchel is, before the game, Rob, get on with the game. He's got to be played. Before the, his pre-game interview, get on with right. After the game, if you want to have the big moan up, big moan up after the game. Once he's done that, win, lose, or draw. Just like Brendan Rodgers did, whose last team were... Back four that probably wouldn't even yeah. have been, been there, Rob. With half the team that he, he, he couldn't have. They got on with the game. They won it. And he still then said after, you know, he's, he's worried about the welfare. I mean, it looks like Vardy's going to be injured hamstring. He's out for three or four weeks now, which, you know, is a big shame for them. But I just wonder, I just feel like Tuchel's obviously wanting to make his point. I get that. He's at a big club and they, they, they've got a little bit of power and they're trying to influence the league. I get that. You've got a game against Brighton to play with a group of players on name and on paper that should be good enough to beat Brighton. Concentrate on that first. Then after, yeah. when you've won or when you've drawn or when you've won, yeah. then, come and have, then come and have those on. I just feel before the game, you're right, that if I'm feeling 
like I'm okay. And then the manager sort of tells me that, you know, I've got a group in there that feeling really tired. I kind of think, yeah, I am feeling a little bit more tired. You know what I mean? Mm. It just seeps into my... my a little bit. My, my a little bit, yeah. A little bit. And that, that, those little bits are, are, are what we know. Those, mm. those are difference makers. I just mm. want to go into the game, do the game, then have to say, yeah, the league aren't helping us, by the way. Mm. And I just mm. feel like he, 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 he's just got to be careful that he doesn't turn this on. And I don't know if he's doing a bit of siege mentality or whatever. I just don't... I just hope he doesn't turn this... That the team start being affected and the, his influence and his position starts being affected by, mm. oh, Tuchel's come into the league and all he wants to do is, is moan. Because he's been mm. brilliant for the league, he's done great stuff. And they, listen, they were mm. still in, they're still in the title race. Of course race. they are. Of course they are. They're still yeah, in they the are. title they race. Are. They are. Yeah. Um, another bit of news, Rob, that we should probably jump onto straight away that came out today. Yeah. Really, well, really surprised yeah. me, actually. And mm. to be fair, I watched that broadcast today and Rebecca came on and. And, yeah. and, and talked about it straight away. And it was the first, actually, because I was out this morning. At first, I, uh, I'm like, what? wow, what, what, what's this? Like, And yeah. then, of course, you go online and it's legit mm. and a lot of the newspapers are going with it and all the sites and all the journalists are going with it. I mean, if you've got some of the quotes there, Rob, I mean, I haven't got them to hand. So, so I've I got the <clears> headline <throat> quote to, uh, of Romelu Lukaku, who apparently three weeks ago spoke to Sport, Sky Sports Italia. So yeah. it was before we got back fit. So we just have to... Give context yeah. to, to, to yeah. the interview. But there, there were words around Rob, and I just took the first line that He's physically fine, he said, but he's not happy with the situation at Chelsea. Tuchel has chosen to play with another system. I won't give up. I'm professional. I'm not happy with the situation, but I'm professional. I can't give up now. Now's not the right time to share my feelings. I have always said that I have Inter in my heart. I know I'll return to Inter. I really hope so. I am in love with Italy. This is the right moment to talk and let people know what really happened. And he then went on to talk about his time in Italy mm. and what he liked and talked a little bit about the system. Now, it seems to be that, again, a few of the journalists are interpreting what they believe he said, that the system might have been different, that he was going to play with a partner, that it might be a 3-5-2 and there was a 2 rather than the person underneath and that Tuchel had had, gave him some... Um, assurances that that was the way he was going to go. Now, again, whether it was just said at the time, whether it had any context to where we are now, it's it's the kind of thing that I was surprised Lukaku would say, based on what we know about him. Tim Howard talks about him. We saw the in, Inside the Mind with, with Tim, with, with, with Lukaku last week. So it looks very dedicated to thing. It's come back, got back-to-back goals in the Premier League. It's a hugely important part of what Chelsea are doing. Um... This was a little bit of, of a grenade in there, Rob, I thought, for, for, for Chelsea, that they didn't need, need right now. I don't know why it's come out now. I, you know, I don't know why it's three weeks ago since the interview that's been chucked in at this situation, right mm. when Chelsea are having a struggle. up. I, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'm going to care for before I really tell you what I feel is the context of those words. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness, mate. I mean, at the times then that we've been playing and watching it and analysing it, Quotes are very easy taken yeah. out of context, yeah. and it's a, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's an Italian, it's a it's a, a Sky Sports Italia, you know, interview. Yeah. He's yeah. probably loving up Inter. I get that. He had a great time yeah. there, and I want to yeah. come back sometime. Mm-hmm. And it, is he chucked in? You know, I'm not happy at the moment. It's not, you know, the system's a bit different to what I did at Inter. I'm just a bit careful of the context. Okay, yeah. I'm just it's saying that point. right now. Very good point. It's a very good right. Point. So I'm just very careful about that. But yeah, yeah. If if the con if it kind of is more. You know, the actual words that he said, Basically, I'm yeah. really, I'd be really disappointed in him, Rob. Really yeah. disappointed in him. He's gone back to Chelsea, the move that he wanted. Was it 90 million pounds? Yeah. Like 100, 100 plus million dollars. He's a player. He's a player. Hmm. He's a player that the manager can use however he wants, the coach. And I, I really like, I just feel like sometimes players like, God, they want to have it all their own way. And, and I understand players have got the right to say what they feel. And it's freedom of speech, et cetera, et cetera. But at this club, they paid the money to bring him back to the club. And he, and he looks good. I mean, he had a little, mm. a little barren period, that maybe yeah. where, he, where the words came from and the frustrations came from. But the manager now reading that is like, wow. And, and, and I understand, by the way, uh, I think it was a Telegraph reported that they since had a conversation, actually. Yeah. So maybe yeah. this came out earlier. Yeah, yeah. And I hope it's been nipped in the bud. And I hope it was taken a little bit out of context because yeah. 
Thomas Tuchel and Roman Abramovich and that football club doesn't want a striker they've just paid a fortune for yeah. to be unhappy and to be frustrated and to, 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 to maybe his game starts to be influenced by he's a player Rob I, I, I mean we all get played all over the place and you have to get on with it I, I'm so I was so disappointed a little bit shocked when I like heard it today I thought yeah. God just get on oh, with he, the job go and be a success at Chelsea yeah, he he becomes the key piece, Rob. We've been saying that with all the injuries, that the other bits have got to fit underneath. Who are the two tens? How's they going to play? Why? If he starts to be a problem, Chelsea got massive issues, massive issues, Rob. And I do, I just wonder in in terms of Tuchel, Rob. I heard I think it was Danny who was on our broadcast today, and um, again I, I won't influence your decision. Danny said he thought. It was kind of a droppable offence and that maybe Tuchel might not play him at the weekend. I didn't totally agree with that, um, but that was Danny's, Danny's was take it? on it. Yeah, uh, Tim went the other way and said he scored goals since that time. I think they've had a conversation. I think it's the kind of thing that a manager can manage. But, yeah. you know, Becker was saying, is it a bit like Aubameyang and do you have to sometimes make, make it? You know, and I, I hear oh. that argument, but I, I, I didn't totally agree with that. I hear what, <clears throat> listen, some people might say, it's disrespectful to the club. Some Harden Chelsea fans might, or others. Um, I slightly disagree, and I, and I think and I just want to make a point on this, Rob. That sometimes I think people who, who outside of dressing rooms often have an opinion and hear things. Dressing rooms move on quickly, don't they? Things happen yeah. in dressing room. I mean, I've, we've had punch up at half time, go out second half, win a game, and people yeah. it, it moves on. And I think this three days later will be very old news in a football club. Yeah, I agree, mate. I, I, I think because it happened so long ago, I'm not sure there's going to be punishments now. I mean, I, like I said, I think they've had a conversation. Again, it's not great. Uh, you want to work with your players. You know, if players are frustrated as a manager, you prefer they didn't say it in the press, mate, you, you, wouldn't you? I mean, Absolutely. just if you're not happy, come knock on my door. Yeah. Let's have a chat. Okay, well, well, so I, I, there's so many things I don't like about it. But again, last time, I just, I think we should be a little bit careful around the context. Um, yeah. I mean, he's the main man there, Rob. I mean, and Man United, by the way, you know, it kind of went, it went a little quiet, a little mm. awkward for him at Man United where he became unhappy and then he ended up leaving the club. I hope he's not going to be one of those players that... Yeah, that guy. When it when it's great and when I'm flipping scoring goals and I love it, and I win a championship, you know, brilliant. But when things are a little bit tough and it's not really going as, I, as good as I thought it was going to go, then there's going to be a reason to start to seem a little unhappy and say a few things and head go down a little bit. I don't know. Again, I, yeah, I think we should... I, I hope we're wrong. We should, we, we, yeah. yeah, we should move it on. And I, and I think with him, with all strikes, listen, Rob, it's, it goes bangs in four goals in the next three games. Everybody will be saying, done, I think so. move on. And, and that's I what he's so. got to do. Let's just quickly, yeah. before we move on this one, there's a huge yeah. game now at the bridge. Uh, Chelsea taking on Liverpool. Both are decent, disappointing um, results and performances this week. Who starts favourite? Liverpool. Yeah, I'd agree. Wounded. Um, again, I'm, I'm thinking more of availability. They've just had a terrible result. The front players, to my knowledge, are still okay. Yeah, we last know game, that isn't it, the, before they go? The ruling before, yeah, the, the African mm. Cup Nations gave, you know, the, the players don't have to leave until after this game. So your Manes yeah. and your Navigators and your Mo Salah are okay to play in this game. I just think... And, and given the little bit of shakiness around Chelsea right now, Rob, another injury in Reese James. I mean, Reese James yeah, being out yeah, wing back, Chirwell's just had, just had surgery. Mm. I'm not sure the state of Marcus Alonso. So wing back. I mean, yeah. Pulisic's playing wing back. I mean, is he going to have to match up with maybe Mane or Salah? So I think just in terms of the fettle, I know they're both mm. coming off the back of disappointing results. I think Liverpool would start just as favourites. But again. Home, yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. Fans are going to yeah. be up for it. They're going to want to react to their disappointing performance, the last mm. performance against uh, against Brighton. So should be a, should be a great game. But I, I just I just think Liverpool might edge it. Yeah, I think I'd agree. But it's it's one of them that listen. Man City'd love a draw. Neither of them can afford a draw. I just think Liverpool's yeah. need mm. and where they are might might just be a bit more. Yeah, yeah great game to look forward to at the weekend. Liverpool. Uh, the Chelsea, uh, one team who benefited from those poor results for Liverpool and Chelsea this week with Manchester City. Ten straight wins in, in the Premier League. Continue to push on it this time of year. I think they won a 21-game all-comps um, winning run last year that pretty much won them the title. 
They have an early kickoff this weekend, my friend. I think an Arsenal could go eleven points clear if, if they if they uh, win there. Yeah, certainly more. It wasn't, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't classic Man City. It was efficient Man City. Um, they got the job done. Phil Foden getting the start, Jack Grealish starting, but Foden getting the goal. Beautiful goal from uh, mm. Kevin De Bruyne. And this was one of those days, Robert, for me when, when I watch this game. And you know, just you make a couple of notes, and I kind of said. It's City's football that's going to win them the title, right? It's their football. And, and and it goes back to my point why at the very beginning of the season, I said, they'll win the title. And people saying, well, they haven't got Kane and this, this. And then, and I was saying, Harry Kane would get, no doubt, 25, 20 to 25 goals playing for City. But most, 15 of those goals would be the tapping goals that we see midfield players get. And then 10 would be because of Harry, what he does. Yeah. Is big yeah. shots. Some but, great shots, yeah. Yeah, but without Harry Kane, those chances are still going to be there. And if the midfield players take them, they'll all get six, seven, eight, nine between them and they'll, all, they'll do the job. And it was one of those days where I thought that bore true, that their football will find a way in the end to win them the title. Their football closed the game out. Yeah, absolutely. Close yeah, the game. It's a closer. Out. It's a game. Brent, Brent, Brentford yeah. won it, and we've spoke a lot of times about teams finding a way mm. whether you score extra goals or you keep the possession to kill the game off. Brentford wanted to. They were they were mm. desperate to get the ball yeah. forward and get those front players involved. But City bump, 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 bump. It just mm. paralysed you with their football. And I think you're right as well. Credit, of course, to Pep with no striker. I think he has trained them, like drilled into them. Midfield players get in the box. We need you yeah. to score goals. So they're all doing it. They're all doing it. Yeah. Apart from one player. <laughs> the player that started in the false nine and mm. after, I think, and about half left, an hour. Yes, chucked him left. Switched him out. Yeah. Jack Grealish is struggling, Rob. Jackie. Jack Grealish Jackie is struggling. Mm. There, there was a bit of, there's been a bit of um, criticism from over in the UK. I don't know, one or two high-profile people have sort of said he's playing safe and he's playing a little bit scared and he's not really taking Plays on the ball risk. backwards, Rob. Yeah, plays mm. the ball backwards nearly all the time from a wide position. Has, so, so okay, so it's a good point and, and it's, an, it's an interesting debate. Does does the football that City play and the way that it's done, Rob, for a player who's there, does it inhibit you if you're Jack Grealish? Does it in like, I don't want to be the guy who gives it away. I don't want to be the guy who, who, who drops the ball down. Let me get, and I'll give you a very quick example. Many years ago, when I used to go and watch Arsenal all the time and Arsene Wenger, and they signed Franny Jeffers, was a centre forward from Everton. Arsenal. And Arsenal were the, the, the most beautiful football team in the planet at that time. I used to go to the Highbury and watch them all the time and make my little notes. Every time Franny Jeffers got the ball, it kind of broke down. The, the rhythm played out the game. And, and it was almost like, oh, he's not really an Arsenal player. And I look at, at, at Jack and I wonder if the, the alpha male that was the Villa, number not give him the ball, he'll do his thing. Can that alpha male prosper? Can that alpha male be part of City or does that, does he, does that get drawn out of him? So this is how I see it. Um, this is how I see it. Man City's football, right, is designed to end up mostly with... Mm the wingers on the ball, Rob, with a one-on-one. So when yeah. you've got Raheem Sterling, Riyad Mahrez, Phil Foden, when they get it in the final third, Rob, they've got the speed and the ability to take on that last defender to pull the ball back for tap-ins. Jack yeah. Grealish the six, the six has got... Box, yeah. Right. Jack Grealish has got mm. tons of ability and mm. attributes. He hasn't got the ability to dribble past the final fullback consistently. So when he gets the ball, Rob, and, and, I, yeah. and I tell I yeah. promise you, I watched it so many times uh, in this last game and before that, he stands him up. He's not, he, he's not confident he's got the acceleration or the little move like a, a, a Mares fake or a little... Mm. Um, Will that come though, Rob? Will no, come? Not, I think, I think it, it, he's not a dribble. He's not a... He's a talented one-twos, through balls, Talent, dribble, carry the ball. I, I just think, Rob, like in yesterday's game, mm. if he was switched positions with Bernardo Silva, I think yeah. maybe his best position might be Bernardo Silva as a number eight, bring the ball forward. He plays the ball to Ryan Sterling, who can take on the last defender. Mm. Because when it, it happened multiple times, he got the ball, yeah. 
Yeah. He has two people come over. He, he wants the safe option. And maybe you're right. Maybe he's influenced by Pep. He comes out, boom, backwards, backwards, backwards. How I hear you, I hear you then, but if I'm playing devil's advocate, which, which you then. have to in Pep's side, Bernardo Silva's played in those wide positions, and he can be productive. He's not quick. I think he can dribble by players better than Jack can, slightly better. Yeah. I, I hear you, yeah. and maybe not the acceleration of a Mares mm. or a, yeah, or or a Foden is quick or a Sterling, so I hear yeah. you. Yeah, but, you know, he doesn't play there that often. He plays in midfield. No, he doesn't. But when he has played there, I've never felt like he can't. He does it in a different way, and I just wonder if does Jack does Jack need a bit of time and maybe a little bit more self belief that he can be that guy, or are we never going to see the Jack Grealish of Villa in the blue of City? Because because that's kind of what seems to be saying. He, he's a different player. He's half the the player that he was what we used to see at Villa. Yeah, we saw him as a false nine many times. Started this mm. game as a false nine. Yeah. Hasn't got to grips with that. That no, might no, have been his no. way into the team, Rob. That might have been his way to get some goals and to be important to the team. If he's not going to make it work as a false nine, I think we saw what he does as a wide left. And sometimes he can combine and play a little one-two and maybe score a goal. But but his numbers, his goals and assists has, has to speak of... I'm more of a midfield player. I'm more of a provider. I'm more of a, we'll keep the ball going. Great. Got out of trouble, dribble through, got a foul, you know, switch the ball. Instead of, okay, give it me. Boom. Here we go. Dribble. And and a midfield role may be where we see that. Again, it's not. Yeah. I just, you know, the, the get it, the pass back, just it's not what Pep wants from that guy. If that's Sterling or Maris, they are taking on that last defender one-on-one and finding a way through past behind to pull back or to score. And, and he, that's where he struggled, I think, in a City shirt. Maybe we got to, you know, maybe we got to give him a little time. I think, you know, next season will be the, will, will be the season. you got to also remember, by the way, they're, they're eight points clear, top of the table, yeah. with, with a guy who's, they, I say carrying, but nursing through his opening part, which we've seen with many City players. So um, I'm still hopeful that, that we can see the best of Jack. In, 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 in a city Rob, shirt, let, me, let, let me just chuck one more at you. So on the on the show, I was kind of thinking, I was like looking at the, the, the lineups and stuff, and I thought, you know what, they could change the whole team city and there'd be very little drop-off. And yeah. I said to Rebecca, like, I, I'm not sure we've ever seen that before, Rob. Have we ever yeah. seen a Premier League team that and, and a champion team, a top team, that mm. can replace eight yeah. players of that 11 and still be... Not much well, different. I, I'm not sure there's been a better squad of players as a 25 that well, they can all play and win games regularly, Rob. What, what do well, you think? Well, I, I think the point being, and I think it'll go back to a point we made, I think, on the last um, podcast, is the management of the players is key, Rob, to that. We talked about Chelsea, almost every position these, these, you could double up. We talked about Liverpool, 60-70%. Okay, you might not get the salad goals, but with Jota coming Big, in... Bigger drop-off, though. Do you think? Yeah. Um, bigger-ish, but yeah. I mean, that's only because of the levels that, that, that these players are playing at. That, that, but I, I, I hear your point. But I mean, Arke, Nathan Arke comes in at, at left-back. I mean, yeah. he's not really a left-back. He's a centre-back. But in that system, that, with the football, with the way they keep yeah. the ball... It, it, it ain't, ain't going to go off. away. I know. I tell you what was really interesting yesterday, Rob, as well. I don't know if you noticed, and I, as I was just looking through the teams, in an era when everybody's talking about how much football players have had and all this and, and you know, rest, Pat didn't make a sub. I know. Every, every player played 90 minutes. Yes. Yeah. So, again, it wasn't a day where he rested people who were going to get the benefit for going no, through the game against Arsenal. I made the same note. I made yeah. the same the same note that that, that all. The, where is it? Uh, yeah. The, so you've got you've got Sterling, Gundogan, Mara, Zinchenko. Yeah. yeah totally yeah, rested. Didn't. Yeah, totally rested. Didn't, didn't. So they so they go bang into your Proper team um, at the weekend, fresh as a daisy, and then yeah. off we go again. I mean, yeah. that's the management. That's the difference. This yeah. guy's just on on an absolute another level. Um, right. And as much as he says it, says it, mate, they're in pole position again now they are. To, to, they to get are. this job done. So, we'll, yeah. interesting, we'll, we'll see how they go against Arsenal, against Arteta, oh, mm. his former guy. Arteta's oh, not going to be there because of COVID. But um, interesting game against an informed Arsenal team who were, who were dangerous. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let's move it to the other team in Manchester. Manchester United, a lot of, lot of eyes on this one uh, after the uh, Newcastle draw and people talking about body language and whingers in the team. Yeah. Um, Ragnar got it done. His team got it done. They scored three goals in the first half, conceded one, was enough. First half, I thought was really interesting, exciting and playing to watch. Second half dropped off a bit, which seemed to, to United's flavour. Didn't have too many dramas, got the job done. Um, steps forward, Rob, after the the, the, uh, the Newcastle game and, and addressing yeah. the body language and the whinges that you know was sort of being bandied around. Yeah, too too much story on that. Too much story on whinges. I mean, come on. Uh, there's 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 more issues to get this club playing well than, than worrying about a few people with body language because they're not they're not playing well. Mm. Um, changes changes. I thought the yeah. fullbacks had to change. I thought the fullbacks mm. were particularly poor in the Newcastle game. Lacks quality. I thought Luke Shaw um, stood out at left back. Uh, I still, uh, Maguire looked shaky at times. Yeah. Um, mm. And I thought the system was a little different. I thought it looked like yeah. a 4 4 2, Rob. I thought it looked like a 4 4 2, which I think yeah. is going to suit Greenwood. It's going to suit Rashford. Um, Rashford, when he comes back in, Sancho. it suits Sa- Sancho. Give him some space. They're the talented yeah. players. Don't yeah. ask them to come inside where, where I, to be fair, I think, I think it's kind of easy to snuff that out if you're an opponent. You know, this, yeah. you know, it kind of is like they're going to come inside. Okay, make sure we're nice and tight. It becomes yeah. very, very crowded. I'm not sure they've got the players to, 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 to play through that. So I think it was more of a 4 4 2, which suit, I thought suited them. Cavani and Ronaldo yeah. looks a, I mean, obviously, you know, from what they've done in the game, I like the look of them together. I mean, who doesn't like the look of them together? Yeah. We know that Cavani finds it harder to stay fit and healthy than Ronaldo does, but I think there's a respect between the two, particularly with Ronaldo that knows he's in there. He's up there with a legit striker. And there's yeah. a couple of crosses coming in, Rob, and I thought they did a really nice job of one runs across the other, one goes yeah, in near post, switches. one spins yeah. around to the back yeah, the back post. So that, that there's an understanding there. So I thought there was there was I, I thought there was also a sense a more sense of um of a team, of yeah. togetherness, so compactness. Of a, yeah. 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 Agreed. So I steps forward, Rob, and the three goals great and, and McTominay yeah. well done. Hmm. But I can't say that I thought it looked really convincing. No, I still no. think that the 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 una- the, the cart still doesn't look like they can really sustain attacks and 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 Ralph Ragnick himself wants game control. Yeah, I I don't think that even Ralph Ragnick would say we had really great game control. Yeah. Burley, yeah. Yeah. Had opportunities had chances, throughout, yeah. throughout the game. Rob, there's a vulnerability about yeah. Man United still, even though they look better. Mm. That. Wow, they could have they could have conceded yeah. at any point. If another goal would have went in, Rob, second half, yeah, got a oh, three-two. Two. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, so, it's that all nervy, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. all nervy. That that goal, United almost didn't quite, weren't quite good enough to go and get a fourth to put it to bed, and Burnley weren't good enough in the end to get right. a second because they they were scoring enough goals. But it was there for the moment, and I'm saying I thought it was better. I thought the shape looked better. Sancho's much, looked much happier. Him and Luke Shaw, I thought, got a nice understanding. Yeah. Greenwood yeah. on that right-hand side had a little bit more, I think, freedom where he can go out and, and in. And you, I was thinking about it like, it's, you know, if the Newcastle midfielder who did exceptionally well, but if, if you've got those players right on top of you, Rob, and you can go and rattle them in the five yards, you're well happy. When yeah. they're out there and then the ball gets shifted and you've got to run 10 or 15 yards and now they're yeah. flying in They've out. got some space there, yeah. Big, big problem. But the same, I thought... Still lacked a little control. Still lacked a little bit of what I call real team rhythm. Um, and I still think it's searching to, to find out who they are and what they are. But it was better. The goals yeah. helped. The control um, will, will, will get better. Um, and like you say, I, I, I thought it's a step forward after we, what we saw. It's, it's definitely a, a step up from what we saw at Newcastle. But still plenty to do. Uh, I think they got Wolves on Monday, at home to Wolves on Monday. That's got to be another three points if they want to close the gap. It's four-point gap now between them and Arsenal. They're on 31 mm-hmm. points. You know, it's a game they've got to win. There's a few must-win games now for, for United if, if they want to be serious about mm-hmm. uh, heading into that top four. Yeah, and, and just in terms of standouts, Rob, which players yeah. caught your eye? I mean, I, you well, know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my underappreciated performer of the week. And, it, and oh. it's a guy who, 
sometimes comes in a in in a partnership, a McFred partnership, <laughs> Scott McTominay. Oh, and geez. I thought today we saw the benefit of Nemanja Matic, who isn't the most athletic guy in the world and, and with a bit more legs. But he freed up McTominay to be the guy we saw glimpses of last season, who can be a bit more a box-to-box. I thought he, 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 his passing was good. His energy and drive, I thought, was good from the middle of the field. And I think they needed. He gets a first goal. He, he had a couple of good efforts. Um, he was involved in most of the, the good work that they did. And, and I think he sometimes gets tarred with the McFred uh, brush. That, yeah. that actually doesn't, is a little unfair. And, and it made me think, Rob... If they had the right kind of defensive midfield player with him, we could see so much more. Let me tell you, stick Declan Rice in there next to him. You'd see a different player in McTominay. Mm. And I just thought today was a good day with all the Cavani's and Ronaldo's and Shaw was back who had a decent day and he certainly was part of my thinking. I thought a little bit of an underappreciation for for Scott McTominay who, who often gets a lot of criticism, but I still think there's a player in there. I I do find it difficult to 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 finalize my thoughts on Scott McTominay because mm. there's games where I think wow what a player he's got yeah. physicality he's got a brilliant attitude got a good engine he loves to tackle strong can arrive in the box to score goals other games where he looks clunky his passing's not that progressive and I'm like you know what is he good enough for Manchester United I, and I think at times like with Fred sometimes I think we've given Fred underappreciated because he's yeah, had good games yeah. Yeah. But when you've got the two of them together, maybe maybe they both benefit from Declan Rice, whoever it is yeah, who plays. Yeah, but I yeah, think you yeah. make a valid point about um, Nemanja Matic, who's, who's not going to be running forward. And I think if you're when we used to do it, Rob, I'm sure we, we're the yeah. same. In a midfield two and it's 4-4-2, one is going to be encouraged to get Rice forward. To go. Yeah. And if it's Fred and McTominay, I think Fred's done it pretty well and he's gone. But now, uh, and he's gone forward and McTominay's been mm. the sitting player, but Matic, yeah. he's not going to go. So yeah. go on then, Scott, on you go. Mm. And he's done pretty well. I think the best Scott McTominay is a forward, is a is a an eight, but it, but it's a yeah. get forward when you can, get back and help out, get forward when you can. That that's that's probably going to be his best mm. role in the team. And when he has to just sit, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be very safe passing. He's going to do defensive it's inter- work. It's interesting, I like Rob, him though. Based on that, and, and just the thought of where McTominay, because I was thinking there was you know there were changes today. I think six changes. Five made by the, the manager, but the one was, was um, Fernandez who was suspended. Yeah. If Bruno played in there, and Bruno played against Newcastle, and he was the one who got in McTominay sat second half, mm. Bruno got on the ball. Mm. Yeah. How about that? Don't, I, mind, I, it. Like, Don't yeah, mind I it. like that look. But, but, that, but that goes back to Scott McTominay doing the, doing the thing that he's not quite as good as. Correct. Could he, but I know could what he, you grow, mean. In, could he grow into that well, could role? He grow? Could yeah, he grow? Could he, be, could he be persuaded? Like, you know what, Scott? Uh, attacking midfield players when Pogba comes back and Bruno, yeah, there's others yeah. that are probably going to get mm. more of that than you are. Why don't you make yourself a, a yeah. really, really yeah. great defensive holding defensive holding, player? Yeah. So Philly has got the attributes. The passing's going to yeah, be simple. Plays, but other great play, players of simple plays passing. plays centre-back for Scotland, doesn't he? He plays as three of the centre-back sometimes, the one yeah. who gets on the ball and comes through. So be interested yeah. to see, and I, I get the sense Ragnick likes him. I heard him after and talked about his energy and how important he is and that he had a bit of an injury and wanted to play. So... Be interested to see how Scott McTominay goes. But I just thought underappreciated mm. performer of the week for the yeah. week. He, he deserved a little mention. Yeah, deserved it. Absolutely yeah. right. All right. Where are we going next, my friend? We're going to Southampton versus Tottenham. Um, slightly mm. disappointing for Spurs. They finished yeah. uh, Southampton 1, Spurs 1. Lovely goal from James Ward-Prowse, one of your favourite players of the season. Uh, central midfield player, beautiful slicing, fading, control, finishing to the corner. And then Harry Kane, uh, with a penalty in the 41st minute, smacks it into the roof of net to make it 1-1. Uh, a man sent off in Mohamed Salasu. Salasu, yeah. Who's had a good I mean, season, stupidity. to be fair. Yeah. It was really like, God, he's He's just got one of them in him, hasn't he? He's just got one of those challenges in him. He reminds me of Eric Bailly. I just can't ever trust him 100%. Yeah, and, and it's such a shame for Southampton because they started the game really well. Yeah. And at that point, you know, they could have gone on and won the game. Now, they did brilliantly, Southampton, to, you know, I think there were six changes. They defended yeah. really, really well. Changes, it was yeah. just frustrating for Spurs fans. And I think this this is a little glimpse into some of the issues maybe with the Spurs team is when they have to try and break down a low block, Rob, deep. or a yeah, team, yeah, you know. Deep, yeah. I'm not sure that that creativity... Mm. Is great in this first team. Amazing from counter attacks, and Conte loves that, and that's great. Yeah. And they've looked really good at that when they 
break up the play and the transitions and they run forward. Um, but this was just a little indicator, mm, you know, maybe they need a little bit more that, quality. That being said, mate, they were like, I don't know, a couple of <laughs> underarm hairs of Harry Kane offside to a beautiful ball from Wentz, yeah. a lovely time run and finish. And yeah. it's one of them where I'm thinking again, uh, really? where's, that, where's that line? I mean, is it? I mean, come on, that's the ones we uh, say, come on, let's have a benefit. I know. When you look at with the, with the angles, I mean, it wasn't great yeah. angles because it's kind no, of deep. But you're like, you look at it with your bare eyes, like, yeah, it looks on. level there. Yeah. What, what yeah. are we doing? Just, mm, so one of those, which is frustrating, yeah. um, but they still should have done better, Rob, shouldn't they? Yeah, they still should have got the game done. And, and in the end, to be honest, uh, Amanda Brozier came on for Southampton late on, Rob, and, had, and, and picked himself a chance, just picked the pocket of Eric Dyer. And had a mm. decent shot there, uh, Sanchez come over and, you know, Southampton could have gone on and nicked it 2-1. But mm. um, well played for Southampton because I thought it showed a little bit of, of spirit and, and they hung in there and they made it difficult and dropped deep as they needed to. Keeper made a couple of decent saves. Maybe a bit of fortune with one that he dropped. But um, yeah, you, you're right. That's where that little bit of, of passing quality that maybe a Celso and an Ndombele or I don't know. If, if I thought Ndombele. Andombe was on the go, bench, Rob. Yeah, he, he can drift past people. He sees a little pass. He's got that something different. Yeah, I, I was surprised we didn't see him. We saw Brian Hill come and get an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, go back to one of our our, our normal kind of uh, guys we mentioned. Delhi was poor, Rob, wasn't he? Disappointed yeah, with Delhi. Yeah. Mm. In a slightly different role. It wasn't as a midfield three getting forward, which I think is his best position. Mm. It was a right Underneath. forward, just like Lucas. Yeah. Just like yeah. Lucas, like just in behind Kane and, and just struggled to have an impact on the game. It's just... I don't know. It continues to be frustrating getting Delhi to be really effective on a consistent level. Yeah, you know, he got um, he got dragged out of the game, didn't he? he got subbed out of the game. Yeah, and, um, subbed out. Yeah, was was uh, yeah, it was poor. Yeah, it was it's poor. a shame. Yeah, because we've seen bits of some some good bits of Delhi, and you get the sense that that Conte wants to give him a chance. But you know, as you know, with Antonio Conte's team, he, he wants some consistency on a, on a weekly basis. So. Yeah, disappointing uh, point in the end for Spurs. Um, I was only looking forward to the weekend getting back to things and, and trying to get mm. towards that fourth spot. Let's move on to a team that that's, um, picked themselves up again, West Ham United. I, I just I just love watching them at the moment, Rob, because I just think we've seen a team that, again, have got injuries, have had problems, no Ogbonna, no, no Zuma at the back, but they continue to, to get results. Went 1-0 down at West Ham, come back and, and won the game 4-1. Goals spread around in the team and um, a really good win for West Ham that just keeps them up there, ticking with, 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 with top boys at the table. Um, for Watford, I'm afraid, another defeat for our friend Mr. Ranier. I think that's two wins and eight losses in his 10 games yeah. now. He won't have yeah. much longer, by the way. Dilly ding, dilly they dong won't. might be, won't be for dilly long if he goes. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously it was a tough stretch when he first took over. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a bad... And I know people still say, well, hang on a minute, it was difficult, but, but those losses have an impact. So when yeah. the games come where you're like, okay, you know, we, we, not easy. Of course, West Ham at home's not easy, but the games are starting to be a little bit easier and the results aren't there as well. That's when you know that uh, the, the uh, Gino Pozzo, the owner of this yeah. club, yeah. is going to be thinking about a replacement. He just will. He just, it's, it's just going to. Mm. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's a, are we going in the right direction type of owner? And if we're not going the right direction, doesn't matter how many games, mm. you know, we're gonna we're gonna change the manager. Munoz was fired, Rob, and I remember super early in. Was it like seven Four games eight. in or something? Was it, was it was it that many? I, I feel it was Four seven. Yeah, seven. Yeah, maybe. And I remember the points being exactly the same as the games played. Yeah, and I know it's early, limited amount of data, like seven games, seven points. I, it seems to be in my mm. now. I, at the time, I thought, wow, you know, mm. this isn't awful. But no, there wasn't in the bottom three. And yet they made the change. We've got to have a Premier League uh, manager with experience that can, can coach this team with the new players, etc. And it's not going great. It's not going very well. Now, for they can't keep, they can't keep a clean sheet, mate, for, to the start. No. They've got guys yeah. up front. You're, one of your players this season, Emmanuel Dennis and, and yeah, King. Yeah, scoring goals. Eight Scar, goals. And there's goals in the team. The one thing usually, well, again, ask, ask Norwich, is you can't score goals. You struggle to score goals. They can score goals. They can't yeah. defend. Can't defend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's just, it, it's, it's it's shocking for them. Um, and it was a good, good reaction from West, uh, West yeah. Ham, Rob. They yeah, lost against Southampton. Love. Yeah, yeah. Really poor. Um, mm. And I'm going to go for my underappreciated performance. It's a West Ham United player. And it's Jared Bowen. What a player he is. 
And, and, and there's other players in this team, in this squad, that get a lot more love than Jared Bowen, but he plugs away on that right-hand side. He's the guy that goes up front when Mikel Antonio is out injured. And he had a brilliant game. He had a brilliant game. I think he had one disallowed. He scored one. He made another. I mean, his energy, his work ethic is great from that right-hand side. It's one of them players that, that we know that David Moyes loves because he's a talented, hard worker and a fighter. And I just thought it was a game. He had such a strong game, so much composure, dribbling, finishing. Again, the one, the volley scored that was yeah, uh, he, a he foul the was penalty, given in the, the, the building. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he did everything in the game. Mm. Had a really good match. And Jared Bowen isn't somebody I don't think that people talk a lot about, yeah, but, but they should. Yeah. And people are listening yeah. or watching. So just keep an eye on Jared Bowen mm. and what he does without the ball and with the ball, which you're going to see a lot more, of course. Uh, but I think there's been talk about him, Rob, for was it England. Liverpool? Has been and, and certainly England, England, but I think it's been Liverpool yeah. shout as well. Yeah. Yeah, the national yeah. team, you know, mm. is he better than some of the, you know, the, 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 maybe the Rashfords and some of the others that have had looks that haven't really done it so much. So Jared Bowen gets yeah, my underappreciated performer, and it, he's a he's a you know I, I love the, the way he plays. Uh, his work and his talent. So, well done, yeah. Bowen. Really good, really mm. good shout. You know, and it's great. You've you got a man who come from the championship with Hull, Rob, coming yeah. in, into the league and it's difficult and he's got to make a name and he's got to make a start, he's, as you say. Mm. And if they need mm. to, they've chucked him up front. He's done a good job up there and, and certainly mm. scoring and making goals. Yeah, he's absolutely a, a David Moyes type of forward mm. that they've got on the team now. Mm. Let's move on to the last game of the week. Crystal Palace 3, Norwich 0. Um, Patrick Vieira wasn't there he's attached for COVID so he's in isolation but I think Owen Roberts the uh, number two took charge of this and Palace got the job done pretty much in the first half goals for Edward for Matata and Slot was enough to, to give them 3-0 at half time I've got to be honest Rob and, and it was a game I think I was working I'm not sure if you were in and um, mm. we looked at the Norwich team there was nobody with Premier League goals in, in the starting eleven. Or this season, this season right. in, in, mm. in the, in the, in the yeah. uh, starting 11. And I said to Rebecca, when I looked at, at the team sheet, it's probably one of the weakest Premier League team sheets I've <laughs> ever seen. I mean, ever. <laughs> it, it, I mean, I don't know if people were changed because of resting, whether there were injuries, yeah. well, they changed from the weekend against the Arsenal team. Maybe just felt you had to make changes, but... They didn't give themselves a chance. Penalty, uh, Ken McLean on it on seven, eight minutes. First goal um, mm. for Edward. Then he, he makes one for Mateta. 2-0, slot before half-time. Could have been four or five in, in the mm. second half. And mm. uh, Five straight defeats now for Dean Smith. He, he had five straight defeats at Villa and lost his job. Five straight defeats now for Norwich. And all that good work that started when he first went in, Rob, feels like a pretty long time ago. I totally agree on, on all you just said, Rob. Um, but if, if you if you look at the league table, I mean, <laughs> points wise, they're, Crazy, they're not cut. Yeah. They're not cut, yeah. Jeff. And of course, I understand that Watford have got games to make up. Uh, Burnley have got yeah, more games to yeah. make up. Yeah. But it's not now. What I see and what you see from the lineup, yeah. they they are not going to stay up. They 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 haven't got enough play. They, they, Winning games for them is incredibly difficult and yeah. it looks incredibly difficult. To be competitive looks incredibly difficult. So they're going to go down and they've got to rethink. Oh, just rethink it. They've got a different manager now. Daniel Farker's gone. Yeah. Dean yeah. Smith will be confident he can get this team promoted again. But in a way, try and find a way to, to update the squad enough to be competitive because this has happened twice now where yeah. they've really did well in the championship and won it by a, by a yeah. distance Came straight back up. and yeah. then can't be competitive. Mm. So Palace, good for yeah. them. Put yeah. some in a lovely mm-hmm. spot in mid-table in the Premier League. Some diff- There's going to be some difficult times, some difficult results. Yeah. Needed this one at home. Fans Absolutely. are enjoying the way they're playing. Fair play to Patrick Vieira. We've said it many times about how hard this job was. Um, and a good day for those fans. It isn't, it isn't often at Sellers Park, Rob, where the fans can enjoy 3-0 victories yeah. and yeah, goals yeah. going in early and like, hmm. and the football is expansive. And yeah, it's just a, it's a good story. They're not, going to, you know, they're not going to finish in the top 10, probably, yeah. or top 8. But well, I mean, the what, four, a, what yeah. a good yeah. what a good transitional and, season! And there's an inside the mind coming with, with myself and Patrick Vieira, and I sat ah. down with him. And one one of the things he talked about, Rob, is almost like they can just get this team through this season and start to put right. the building blocks in place. There's an exciting future. He talked about a lot of those good young players, at least say as a oh. um, you know Gallagher. You know, he said he's looking forward to working with this group. If he, you know, mm. this season was just important. So yeah, good mm. win for for Palace. 
fortunately for Norwich. And just a bit of news on, on Norwich, Rob. Their game at Leicester this Sunday has been postponed due to COVID cases at Carrow Road. So that's a game we've lost. Uh, so maybe that explains some of the, the weak team, Rob, that you saw. Maybe, maybe yeah. They're, yeah. They're trying they're, to... One or two yeah. have, have got cases, but um, you know mm. they're going to have to, once they get fit and, and play those games, get themselves a couple of wins if they're going to have a chance. Right, my friend, it's a great midweek. Great midweek for Man City, by the way. Top of the table. Ten straight wins. Uh, an eight-point gap between them, Chelsea and Liverpool now. Manchester United, they gave Sir Alex Ferguson a pretty early 80th birthday present. Three goals, three points as they race for a top-four spot. And just a reminder to all our listeners and watchers, remember, that was the last game on NBCSN for the Premier League. We'll kick off the new year with tons of game on USA, so remember to go to USA to watch the Premier League from here on in. We'll be back on Monday, that's January the 3rd, when we'll recap a very important match week where Man City take on Arsenal, that's the early game Saturday, and Chelsea versus Liverpool, that's a big one, that's a late one on Sunday. But for now, I'm Earl, he's Musty, together with the two Robbies, thanks for watching and listening. Please stay safe and be healthy, and we both want to wish you a very, very happy new year. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.